let's uh want to just get started yep yep because already four o'clock and maybe i can catch a nap in here now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah let's go all right Boom. Greg, how are you doing today, bud? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Excellent. So if if everyone, if anyone wasn't aware, the reason we've kind of been away for a little while. Now, Greg has a great excuse for being away. And uh, me, I'm just, I guess I've just been lazy. Um, but <laughs> Greg, what, why have you, why have we been away for a little bit? Uh, well, my, my son decided to come a, let's see, two weeks early. So he showed up on in, in the uh, beginning of April, and it's been uh, a lot of fun and uh, very interesting meeting him. And unfortunately, it's taken up all my time. So you know, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to you for you know being MIA and everybody else listening. But you know, now we have uh, a little toddler and a, a newborn, so the house is a little bit uh, occupied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. Like we we had scheduled to do like a couple episodes and then cause I think it was like do the sixteenth or something like that, right? And then he decided yep. to come yep. come like ten days early or something like that. And uh yes. Boom. Yes. yes, and all of a sudden, hello. <laughs> he wanted to come out. He's like, Let me out, man. Yeah, yeah. He and then he didn't realize how good he had it. It was nice and warm and cozy, and then uh, <laughs> comes out and crying and everything. So <laughs> No, it, it, it's been it's been good. He was uh, a little a little small guy, so he needed a lot of TLC. Yeah. So over the last few weeks, he's he's put on uh, over a pound in, in the last few weeks. So cool. it's been pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's good. Now we have a little daughter and a and a newborn son. So it's uh, no one like, stores closed now, right? Yeah, she's. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. (laughs) Getting too old for this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, we have, I have three, you know, I have two, two older sons and we were going to go for a third and luckily we got the girl and uh, you know, I I have a lot of friends that have like, you know, multiple, like four or five kids and like three's the hardest, you know, once you get once after three, it's easy. I'm like, I will believe you because I am not testing that. Like, there's no way I will ever have a fourth. Like, it is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I was asking some guys the other night, like, I don't know how you guys do it with three. Like, I'm barely surviving right now on, on two because of all the, you know, trying to, you know, deal with a toddler's needs and wants yeah. and need for independence or want for, or, you know, desire for independence and, you know, a newborn guy who, needs to be fed every few hours and you know, try to just balance everything. So, yep. As they say, one day at a time <laughs> <laughs> or, or every day is an adventure. What do they say? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a beer, man. You need a beer. Yeah. And, and a nap. Yes. Yes. I survive on black tea and, and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I alternate a switch between them. <laughs> Double fist in it. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> pure, pure caffeine and adrenaline. <laughs> Anyways, good to talk to you, Joe. Good to catch up. Thanks yeah, for it's been great for catching it. up. Yep. Uh, thanks for taking some time to, to, uh, you know, chat. 
How's everything? What did I miss? What if, where, where has Raptor Beaver been? <laughs> uh, well, you know, what? I, we're, we're still talking about the stacks Four beta that, uh, that is still mm-hmm. looming over us. Um, obviously it's still in developer beta. I've been using it every day. Can't wait for the, it to get in the public's hands, but, uh, hopefully soon it was supposed to already be in public beta, but, uh, Isaiah's just been reworking and, and, uh, working hard. So, uh, props off to him. He's, he is working really hard. It's going to be awesome. Um, I like it. It's great. I use it every day, all day. Um, but yeah, he completely rewrote some components to make things really fast. He's really focusing a lot on performance he really wants this version to be fast. And um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to make it's going to make a huge difference um, when eventually people do get it. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about it then. But I hear you took one of our little discussions and had a full on tutorial for yeah, how to. Yeah, so, um, you know, for the past, I don't know, six weeks or so, I've been doing live streams every Wednesday. And uh, I think it was three weeks ago, I did one on Git. And how to deploy Git, um, you know, because after our podcast episode, we uh, I got tons of requests. Hey, this needs to be a video. This needs to be a video. So I decided to do that. And uh, I think a lot of people that attended probably were like deer in the headlights, you know, like they were just like, oh, like because it really <laughs> was technical. Right. And yeah. um, I had I had a few actually cav- like road bumps setting everything up because I, I wanted to do it through GitLab. Uh, just because I thought it'd be fun to set up something completely new on GitLab and I'd never done any Git hooks with GitLab before. And so I went to go set it up and it wasn't working, right? And I'm like, crap, here I am on a live stream trying to do something I've never done before, or at least I've done it, but not with GitLab. And it wasn't working and I was like, crap. So I kind of just stopped and uh, basically changed course and did everything from GitHub, which worked like a charm. And... Afterwards, um, after the live stream, I figured out what I was doing wrong on GitLab and I felt really stupid. Um, now I have everything working on GitLab, but I felt stupid that I, I, yeah, I couldn't read the directions properly while I was going live because it wasn't working and I kind of panicked. And instead of just calming down and reading the actual, what, it, what the data it wanted, I was giving the wrong data and yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, actually, there are two users I know of that actually took that and they're actually already implemented it. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, cool. that's funny, Joe. You said you got all these emails. I didn't get any emails to feedback at at weaverradio.com. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Yeah, I, I think I I think it was posts on I don't know, various places. I think on, when I announced the um, I don't remember where I got. Maybe it was on Weaver Space. Um, I don't remember, but yeah. And a couple people shot me messages on Slack in the Stacks group. Um, hey, can you do a this on video and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm not sure. People send send email to feedback at weaverradio.com. Then we can uh, then me and Greg can both benefit from those messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, I'm glad I'm glad it went all right. Yeah, definitely a technical uh, topic, but hopefully a few, at least two, but maybe more. Yeah, I got a couple of questions for people about like the whole cron job set of like that kind of confused them because you know it is a shell script and. And that you have to deploy and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I, it is technical, like setting it up, but once it's set up, it's like, it's just a piece of cake. It's just clicking a, a push, you know, from your, you know, from your Git client up to the server and that's it. Like, you know, um, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. If, uh, at least, at least I think so. 
Nice, nice. Glad yeah. to hear. Uh, actually, I did it, another episode two weeks two weeks ago. Yeah, or was it last week? No, it was last week. Uh, no, it was two weeks ago. Man, time flies with Paul Russell, and uh, we I I helped him set up Cloudflare. So, uh, because he had tried Cloud Cloudflare a long time ago and couldn't really get it all set up, so we got it set up with one of his uh, websites um, through Chili Dog, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, that went really well, actually. Uh, so I walked him through and, uh, he was just doing a screen share and stuff like that. So it was good. Did you, did you do it through the C panel or did you do it directly on their site? I did directly on their site. So then we walked through all the, the various settings in Cloudflare and all that you can do with it. So he swapped one of his domains. Um, yeah, we talked about how you can just check it in C panel or then what we did is he actually just changed the, the name servers from um to the to the cloudflare name servers so we kind of showed people how to do both ways um mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean because i i do it just by changing the name servers uh myself um because i i set it up that way long before they had any sort of cpanel integration um so that was kind of how i was more comfortable setting it up but yeah yeah it's interesting the difference um the nice thing about what is it, can you explain like what is the difference like because so my dad set up a cloudflare for his um for one of his websites and he just checked it in his cpanel and things weren't working and i was having trouble trouble like helping him troubleshoot stuff and then uh we went the name server approach and like maybe it was just because i knew how everything worked at that point um but yeah after we did that it was working properly so what is the difference between like the cpanel integration versus using the name servers uh well in the cPanel version, you can actually see all your stats right in there in your control panel, so you don't have to actually log into Cloudflare's website. Mm. So you don't need a separate login. All all of that dashboard configuration stuff is brought right into your your control panel right there for you, so you don't have to manage it in multiple places. Okay. They actually the the DNS is actually different. They they use a C name, so you know they they take your web to your www or your root. I can't remember. I think it's your www. Point that to a Cloudflare um, C name, mm-hmm. and then Cloudflare uses the 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 other record, the A record, to pull from your host. Hmm. So they, they don't. That's they not don't, how I have it set up in mine. But maybe that's because maybe, maybe the new stuff is done that way. That's how the name servers are done. If when you change oh, name, the servers, name servers, it's different. Oh, okay. Yes, correct. yes. In this in the C panel, the DNS is different. They they handle they you leave your name servers the same and then they change one of the one of them i think it's the www to a c name and then you're supposed to forward to that c that www and then they ignore that and go right to the ip address and you know take the root domain ip address and pull the site that way the name servers obviously are completely different right because you're delegating all of your dns to cloudflare you know they sit in front they know you have to manually modify the IP address, mm-hmm. do all that work there. So if the IP of your host ever changes, you are you are responsible for updating and managing it yourself. Yeah. The C the C panel integration handles all IP changes automatically for you. You can clear your cache, do anything you want right in your C panel. Mm-hmm. So for some users, I'm sure it's a lot easier to manage right in C panel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, depends on your comfort level. I I had a follow up with Paul uh, a week after that because he was then experimenting with some sub with some subdomains and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he he actually found found out a kind of a a limitation of Cloudflare where 
uh, for some reason, Paul, now I'm going to, I'm going to haggle Paul for a little bit. He likes doing www.mysubdomain.domain.com. So like he likes doing, he likes having a www even on his subdomains and Cloudflare doesn't support that apparently. Like Cloudflare only supports, you know, three levels of, you know, basically, you know, subdomain.domain.com, right? So mm -hmm. Cloudflare doesn't support that www.subdomain.com. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I tried to convince Paul that that's just not a good idea. You don't need the dub, the dub dub for uh, subdomains. What do you think? Um, all right. This is why I'm not so bad. I mean, it just makes everything a lot longer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so this is why I don't, sometimes I don't understand people, how people post on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram all the time, like constantly. Mm hmm. In the course of a day, I can type, I can physically type so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather those characters be productive. <laughs> <laughs> Typing four extra characters for www and a dot. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, I still yeah. love you, Paul. I still love you. Greg, hey, hey, Greg, is that a first? You like agreed with me this time. That's awesome. I know. I know. Yeah. It must be, uh, man. Mark it. But it, it, yeah. it is Six. May 6th, 1.11 p.m. Holy oh, Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, it's not necessary to put the WW in there, Paul. It's okay if you want to. We still love you. Uh -huh. Wait, it's a little weird. Different strokes for different folk. It's you know? okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's not it's not really needed, but that's interesting that Cloudflare doesn't support that. It hmm, interesting. I wonder if the the C panel integration does. Um but a note about that, because Paul was adding a sub subdomain, he has to first add it in his control panel, go then go into the Cloudflare account, add it to Cloudflare. Yes. If he used the C panel integration, that would be just done for him automatically. Uh -huh. He wouldn't have to have to go into Cloudflare to do it. You can just go into the C panel section, go into the Cloudflare section of the C panel and click the, you know, green, the, um, what's it called? Uh, orange cloud to mm -hmm. turn Cloudflare on for that, for that subdomain. Now do the C panel with the C panel integration, do you get access to all the other Cloudflare settings as well? Or is it only like just the simple, like caching? Like, like if you want to customize some of the rules and stuff like that, you like, how would you, how would that all happen? pretty much all there um oh, okay yeah i don't have a screenshot otherwise it's a new screenshot not that anybody listening could see the screenshot yeah but it looks it looks almost like the regular cloudflare site with all the tabs at the top with the di different categories mm -hmm. so you could turn on like the scrape shield and, and those oh, kind of okay. things okay you know cool so, yeah so it's it's it, it's pretty good Hey, uh, I guess one thing that happened while you were gone, uh, Rap Weaver is now on the Mac App Store. That's kind of cool. I saw that. That's Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. I know a lot of engineering effort went into that. Yep. A lot of sandboxing. I know a lot of, you know, they went through a lot of headache getting all that done. And uh, some some users who were beta testing that stuff went through those headaches too. But uh, luckily, all the hard work paid off and we're now on the Mac App Store. And, uh, and yeah, I've actually seen a kind of an influx of new users uh, coming through. Um, it's been nice. Um, you know, and that's actually, uh, last week, um, on my live stream, I did a kind of back to the basics. Cause I noticed there was a lot of new users coming through and asking a lot of the, 
kind of the similar like newbie questions, right? And uh, so, yeah, so I did a back to the basics with Rapweaver. We went like over how to manage your add-ons and install stuff, like all the basic stuff. You know, what's all those settings in general for and uh, and whatnot. And uh, pretty much you can ignore all page types except stacks, right? Because um, <laughs> we... We pretty much, yeah, we, we, Rap Weaver is great, but we, uh, we use it so we can use stacks, right? So, um, yep. Just cool. Being real. It's being real. How are we doing for time, Joe? Do you want to talk about partials? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, talking about basics, one thing I didn't cover actually last week was partials. And I've seen a lot of those new users now starting to dig into a mortar and asking about partials. So, I thought today it would be fun to, uh, talk a little bit about partials. And, um, yeah, so what partials are, you, you wanted to say what, what a partial is, Greg? I didn't even have rapid or open. So essentially what a partial is everyone is it it's, it's a special stack. Let's say you create a layout. I think let's a common use case is let's say a footer. Cause a lot of times the footer, you're going to want to be exactly the same across all your web pages, right? Now, what a lot of new people do is they'll they'll create their footer and then they'll copy it and they'll paste the footer on all their various web pages, right? Now, the problem with doing that is when you want to make a change to your footer, whether it be, you know, maybe you want to add some more data or you just want to change the layout or the colors or anything, right? You have to go to every single page and change that stuff, right? And uh, that could be a lot of work. That could be very tedious, especially if you have a, you know, any you know large website that's over a few pages. So what a feature that was introduced in Stacks 3, so it was it's been out for a couple of years now, um, is something called partials. And you'll notice it's a little green button on your on your stacks toolbar uh, that looks like three cubes. And what you do is when you build um, something, let's say your footer, you choose, let's say every, that entire footer is inside of like a one column stack. And then, so you select that one column stack and then you click that green button in the toolbar. And what that does is it creates a partial for you. And then what you do is you can, instead of copying and pasting that footer to every page, you will copy and paste the partial, or you can go, there's that three cubed icon. You'll see it in the stacks library sidebar. You can click on that and you'll be able to see all your partials. Okay. And um, then you can drag and drop your partials across uh, as many pages as you want. Now, what's beautiful about partials is that problem we talked about earlier, where if you, you, you had to change your footer on every single page, well, now if you double click on the partial, it opens it in a, in a new editor. Um, it looks exactly like stacks edit mode. Um, it's very familiar, but you'll be able to edit inside that partial editor. And then when you click back or save, um, it then will update every page that uses that partial. So it's pretty pretty awesome. And yeah, um, it's really, it's really, yeah, it's really useful. I mean, I I've used it for footers myself, and and some basic content areas that I reuse throughout the sites. Um, you know, like um, like sales pages. If I'm topping like a product page, mm-hmm. you know, like I have a, I'll have like a banner. Yep, and I'll use reuse that banner on different parts of my site. Yep, and what's great with some something like a banner is. A lot of times in the banner, you'll want to have different text in the banner, right? So you want everything but like the text area to be the same. And um, when you're inside the partial editor, you'll notice these various little pins 
that are inside every like um, text box or stacks drop zone area. And what you could do is if you, what is called unpin it. So you can unpin a text area or a stacks drop zone area inside of a partial. And what that does is that makes that particular component unique for every page. So um, for an example with a header or a banner, you can drag it out uh, a partial onto the page. And if a text area, let's say you have a header stack in there, if that text area for the header stack is unpinned, um, you can then customize just that text for every single page. So that allows everything else about that header uh, to be the same, but you can have the text be unique on every page. So super useful, really useful. Now, yeah. Now, one thing I actually, uh, my new favorite thing as of a couple of weeks ago, because after a while, after you start building partials, now I use partials for a lot of other things. Let's say, for example, I, um, I, I even try to use them for small things. Let's say I have a, let's say a pricing table. Let's give that an example. Let's say I build out a, what I want one column of my pricing table to look like. Okay, because a lot of times, let's take the the typical pricing page, right? You have like three plans, right? And you know, you create a, a layout of what one plan looks like. What, what I would do is I would partial that one plan, and even even though I'm only going to potentially use it on the next two columns, and that's it for my entire site, it's still useful for me because so I I create a layout for column one, and I partial that layout. Then what I do is I unpin all the various text areas um, so I can change the plan details on the on column two and column three. Okay. But if I ever want to change the layout, like add some padding or whatnot, all I have to do is modify one and all three columns get updated. Does that make sense? Um, hopefully I gave a, a good visual of that. I know it's it I know sometimes talking about these UI things on a podcast is tough, but um, did I describe that okay, Greg? You think? I think so. I mean, I get or, it. <laughs> yeah. Or let's say, let's say you want to create a lot of times web pages we create in sections, right? And here's here's a really good example. Is a lot of times we want to make sure that the the spacing between our sections and our website is the same. So a lot of times what you could do is you just create a partial of a one column stack. And then uh, what you do is you just call that section wrapper or something like that. Because you can name your partials whatever you want. Now, uh, what, what it does is, let's say I have like, you know, 30 pixels at the top and the bottom or something like that, right? Maybe 50, okay? Um, and then if I ever, and then if I use that as the wrapper for all of my sections across my site, if I ever think, oh, you know what? I want to change that from 50 to 60. All you have to do is change your partial and everywhere you use that is updated. So uh, partials are really powerful. Um, you know, even use the, using them for little things as such, like a single one column stack that you know you're going to use. Um, and A, that makes sure that everything is uniform. It looks the same across every page and across every instance on the on the same page because you can have a partial multiple times on the same page. Right. So. <laughs> now, what you, I discovered have you, last have week. You compared the, um, Joe, sorry to interrupt. Have, no, you no, compared this page, have you compared this page size and efficiency of using a partial versus the same stack multiple times? It's exactly the same. Well, okay. I do have to say a partial does, does add one extra div um, to your page, but that's, I mean, it makes pretty much, it's the same thing as, as if you were adding the same stacks to the page, uh, but you get 
a lot of, you know, all that benefit of saving time and energy with managing your content. But even the CSS, wouldn't the CSS be more efficient because you don't have to have the to have two sets of CSS for the each instance of a column stack or something? Um, but, 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 no, I believe uh, stacks will still actually um, increase. It, 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 it would, yeah, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't compartmentalize that CSS. It's still as if you were to add those stacks mm-hmm. the same. Um, mm-hmm. th- there are some new things coming in in Stacks Four um, that that will make some of that better. Uh, but right mm-hmm. now, um, really, Partials is all about saving time and making your sites easier to manage. Got it. Good now, one thing I've noticed is so um, you know I've been working on Weaver, the new Weaver Space site, and actually migrated. Uh, I guess we can talk about this a little bit. Go off on a small tangent here. Um, when I created the Weaver Space site. I actually broke it up into multiple project files. And uh, what I did was I consolidated it all into a single project. Um, I, I just found trying to manage a website with multiple project files was um, kind of a, a nightmare. So um, I finally migrated everything um, into a single um, project file, which has been awesome. But I have a ton of partials. So I've been trying to figure out ways to um, find what partial I want or to kind of when I'm looking at edit mode to see what on the page is a normal stack and what is a partial. And what for a while, um, I publicized a, a cool little hack where you can put in a font awesome code in your partial name and it would display that font awesome icon in the stack name, which was kind of cool. But in the stacks library, like the, the actual font awesome code would show Right. So it didn't make it too great inside the stacks library. It was kind of hard to see what everything was. Um, So, but for some reason, I never thought about this. You can use emoji in your stacks partial names. Like, come on, dude. That was like life changing for me like two weeks ago. I I was like, what? And uh, so, yeah, I've been using emoji in my stacks partial names. So um, I can easily see that a particular stack, if it has, if the name has a, an emoji on it inside edit mode, I know that that is a partial. And uh, it allows me to identify, like kind of categorize my partials just by if I put a star, you know, next to the name, um, an emoji star. So I don't go crazy. I don't do anything like crazy emojis, but, uh, but yeah, you could if you wanted to, I guess. So anyway, emoji in your partial names. That's my new favorite thing. So you, so you do cow dog <laughs> as one name and yeah. chicken pig as the other. Exactly. Okay. You know which one of those are. A little, a little man on man love sometimes, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Joe, Joe. It's the little things, Joe. Yes. So hey, that, that was pretty much all I had on partials. And uh, so, yeah, it was good. fun times. Oh, that was good. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, hey, so want to call? I, th- I think you need a nap, Greg. I could use a nap, too. But I got lots of work to do. I, I do need a nap, Joe. Thank you for your thoughtfulness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and noticing the black bands and bags around my eyes. Uh, hey, dude, you got a haircut or something. You're looking good, though. You don't look, you don't look <laughs> like you just had a baby. Well, I had I had to get rid of the, all the gray, you oh. know. Like, <laughs> trim it back. I trim it back so it's not as noticeable. You know, it's creeping up. It's creeping up the sides there. My old age of thirty six. You know, <laughs> <laughs> getting old. 
So, well, good to talk to you, Joe. Yep, it was great. Thank you for chatting. We we should do this again next week. Yeah, yeah, maybe make this a thing. <laughs> Uh, very good sir so thank Um, you very very much everybody hope you enjoyed today's show kind of touching base back with greg and myself learn a little bit about partials and some we touched base on cloudflare that was actually kind of a fun little tangent too, the cloudflare one so uh yeah cool greg where can everyone find you on the interwebs chili.software.com chili.hosting.com at barshard on twitter sweet and I run Beaver Space, everyone. This is Joe Workman. I'm at Joe Workman everywhere, or you can check out at Weaver Space everywhere as well. Um, I'm actually on LinkedIn. Uh, Greg, I actually went on LinkedIn and created a Weaver Space account over there. We'll see if that gets us any traction. Um, testing out LinkedIn a little bit. I know it's kind of old, feels old school, but it seems like a lot of people are using it again. So uh, yeah, if you want to check me out on LinkedIn, you can check me out on LinkedIn now as well. And for Weaver Radio... If you want to listen to any past shows, my most probably my most linked to episode that I link to everybody is episode 10 is on the Weaver Radio homepage. Um, it is about how to migrate from HTTP to HTTPS. I link to that episode all the time to tell people, you know, all the various steps on what they need to do to, you know, migrate and get HTTPS on your sites. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check that out. Go to weaverradio.com slash archive you can see all of our old shows or you can find us on all your favorite podcast um apps um so yeah take care greg and uh we will talk to you soon hey everyone remember feedback at weaverradio.com or it didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) see you greg all right cheers bye bye there we go